So when you look at how to go forward for the countries, you say, is there any area of coalition building that could happen? There are pragmatic Republicans, as you say. Could there be a new, a whole new way of trying to, you know, get legislation going and cross-party governance going by Democrats and certain Republicans forming a coalition? Well, you saw uh, the number of Republicans who voted along with Democrats to keep the government open. So there's clearly a common sense, uh, you know, sane uh, part of the Republican caucus in the House. Um, but I think they are intimidated. Uh, they um, oftentimes, you know, say and do things which they know better than to say or do. And it will require us defeating those most extreme measures uh, and the people who promote them in order to try to get to some common ground where people can again work together. That's the way it used to be. I mean, we had very strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you do that? Because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader. Their leader right. is Donald Trump. Even you have said that you expect him to be the Republican nominee. How does this change at all? At this point, I think, sadly, he will still likely be the nominee, and we have to defeat him. And we have to defeat those who are the election deniers, as we did in 2020 and 2022. Um, and we have to, you know, just be smarter about how we are trying to uh, empower the right people inside the Republican Party. You know, Nancy Pelosi had a majority of five votes when she was speaker. Kevin McCarthy had a majority of five votes. Nancy Pelosi passed consequential legislation, and she clearly had members within her caucus who, you know, ranged across a spectrum of political beliefs and ideology, and she kept everybody together, and she kept everybody focused on the future. Mm -hmm. He couldn't do that. And so he paid a price, but more importantly, the country paid a price. And so when you see another matchup between potentially Trump and President Biden. What goes through your mind? And particularly, how do you process that this person who defeated you back in 2016 is still at it, given all that you've said? 91 indictments, you know, civil fraud, sexual transgressions, according to the courts. How, how is this still happening? It's a classic tale of uh, an authoritarian uh, populist uh, who really has a grip on the emotional, psychological uh, needs and desires of a portion of the uh, population. And the base of the Republican Party, for whatever combination of reasons, and it is emotional and psychological, um, sees in him someone who speaks for them. And they are determined that they will continue to vote for him, attend his rallies, 
wear his merchandise, because for whatever reason, he and his you know, very negative, uh, nasty form of politics resonates with them. Maybe they don't like migrants. Maybe they don't like gay people or black people or the woman who got the promotion at work they didn't get. Whatever the reason, you know, Make America Great Again was a bid uh, for nostalgia to return to a place where, you know, people could be in charge of their lives, feel empowered, say what they want, insult whoever came in their way. And that was really attractive to um, a significant portion of the Republican base. Uh, so it is like a cult. And somebody has to break the, uh, you know, <laughs> break that momentum. And that's why I believe Joe Biden will defeat him. And hopefully then that will be the end and the fever will break. And then uh, Republicans can try to get back to, you know, fighting about issues among themselves and electing people who are at least, you know, responsible and accountable. Are you concerned that a third-party candidate on the Democratic side could thwart Joe Biden's chances? I am always concerned about a third party. That's what happened to me, as uh, we all can recall, and uh, helped by a lot of other forces, and that could happen again this time. Uh, so, of course, I worry about uh, anyone who might take votes away from uh, President Biden, because, you know, I'm in the camp, Christiane, that says... Why do you actually hire a politician? You know, what is it you want? And what I want is somebody who can get the job done. And Biden has done an amazing job by any measure. You know, people have talked about infrastructure forever. He passed the bill. People have talked about losing advanced manufacturing to China. He passed the bill. People have talked about getting clean energy actually to produce even more and more jobs. He passed the bill negotiating for drug prices, all of these things which many of us have tried to get done in, you know, the Senate and beyond, he's gotten done. And it's going to change Americans' lives for the better, and it's going to enhance and grow our economy. And when people say, well, I don't know, pay attention, please. Pay attention to what he's gotten accomplished. But if you don't want to be for him on the merits the way I am, be for him because the alternative could end our democracy. And I don't say that lightly. Our chief international anchor, Christiane Amanpour, is back with us now. Christiane, there's a lot that I actually want to discuss with you about that entire interview. But the one thing I was struck by in what we just heard was the idea that if Biden wins in 2024, that's the moment where the fever breaks. I've heard some iteration of that now for seven or eight years from Democrats. Do you think she really believes it? Yeah, I think she really believes it, but more importantly, she really believes it has to happen in order to save America's democracy. As we started, I asked her, is American democracy in trouble? And she said, yes, no thoughts, no hesitation, no nothing. It's in trouble. And that's a problem for this country, and it's a problem for the rest of the world that looks to America for its democratic leadership. So it's a big deal what's happening. And, and we see across the world the ripple effects of the dysfunction that can continues in this city.